welcome back to the EC Podcast, episode 1A, or 1B. We finished 1A last week, and so now we're on 1B. We're going to pick back up talking about who we are as a church. I hope you enjoy it. So moving on, so Christ ascended after his resurrection, and then the Holy Spirit came down. So that's kind of the next piece we're going to. And a piece I highlighted in this says that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's that's hard to hear, right? And especially in a world we're living in today where everything's offensive and everybody's offended over everything they did do or didn't do. Um, that's hard to hear. Don't judge me world we live in now is kind of what's being pushed upon us. So somebody want to take that and, and kind of go with that, talking about you know why that is the case and the essential and our beliefs here at E Chapel for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of... What Johnny said again was what we want to point to people to is by what standard. Okay, what you believe that, but what's your foundation for believing that? And what we would say is where we would push people to is back to the Word of God. And what we're trusting is as we proclaim the gospel, as throughout Scripture it testifies to, God's people come to life when the gospel is preached, and that's by the power of the Holy Spirit alone. Um, and so what we would point people to is the standard of the word, because then that is what reveals our sin. And when people say, I feel or I think, that's for people like us, that's a trigger word for us to point them in and to push them into, okay, Why? Where do you get that from? What's your standard? Well, if it's just simply, I feel, then could you be wrong? Of course you can. Where I want to point you to, where we all want to point you to, is a foundation that's sure. And that's the scriptures. And what we do is, because none of us can argue someone into the kingdom, we can't talk them into it, like it's just a good idea to try. What we want to do is point them to truth, point them to hope, which is only found in Jesus through the scriptures, and then trust the Holy Spirit to do that regenerating work as we faithfully proclaim the gospel. All right, let's move on. Um, I'll read this. Mankind was created in the image of God, male and female. Mankind sinned and thereby incurred not only a physical death, but a spiritual death, which is separation from God. And that human beings are born with a sinful nature. So this is kind of the focus on mankind and not getting any easier here as far as controversy goes. Gary, you want to start us out on this one, talking about uh, just mankind being created in the image of God, male and female. Uh, We're sinners, right? And and we've been sinners. Uh, If that is a newsflash to you, we are here to tell you. um, You are a sinner. I'm a sinner. We're all a sinner. And so, Gary, start us out on this one. Yeah, um, Genesis, the book of Genesis. Uh, God, you know, created man uh, in his image, uh, uh, created man and woman, um, woman from man. Um, he uh, uh, created the male and female. Uh, the two shall um, uh, leave the, I'm sorry, the man, uh, for this reason the man shall leave his mother and father and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Um, that uh, marriage is between, you know, one man, one woman, um, I don't want to, uh, the Bible doesn't say man will hold fast to his man. It says man will hold fast to his wife. 
Um, also, as far as uh, sin uh, in the Garden of Eden, um, uh, Satan, the serpent, he, um, you know, nothing. I, I've kind of preached on this before, but there's nothing new under the sun. Um, the devil tempted Eve uh, just like he tempts us today. And, um, you know, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And um, for Eve, it was food. Uh, the food looked good to her. Um, and then when she saw, and then when she ate it and, and saw that it was good, good to eat, she gave it to the man as well. Um, and the pride of life being that she um, thought that she knew better than God. God thought, God told them, "Do not eat of the tree," and they did. And their eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked um, because of sin. That came into the world every person who's born is born into sin every one of us we're born into sin uh, we're born of the flesh and um, you can't change God's word to uh, make it fit your agenda your um, what you think is right and wrong um, what God says in his word is what's right and wrong. And you can't change that. Uh, God was the same in Genesis as he is today. There's, he doesn't change. He is unchanging. Um, and what I would like to, um, if we got time, just to say, you know, since we're on that subject about mankind, you know, uh, You know, homosexuality is a is a sin, but so is uh, drunkenness, so is slander, uh, so is uh, anger, wrath. Um, it's sin. Um, we're all sinners. We're all in desperate need of a savior. Um, but make no mistake, uh, the Bible is very clear: uh, marriage is between one man and one woman. And the Bible makes that very clear from the beginning, back in Genesis. Aaron, Johnny, you got anything you want to add to that? I mean, we just came, finished up the Lord's Supper, and that pretty much sums it up. I mean, Romans 5 gives that picture of mankind falling. And in Adam, we have all sinned. Um, and so when he sinned, mankind fell. And we're born into that sin, as G said. Um, and so... If, if we are born into that sin and die in that sin, we perish and we are, we are awakened into eternal punishment, separated from God. All right, we'll move on. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting to note all of these things that we're talking about kind of are wrapping themselves in with one another. And so the next one uh, is a, a great thing. And it's reconciliation. We believe that in order to receive forgiveness and enter into His presence, we must repent of our sins, believe in Jesus and His finished work, and walk in the new life that He freely gives us. Let's talk about reconciliation. That's a that's a big 
bright spot for us who we just heard were sinful people <laughs> born into sin, no hope. But there is an opportunity. Aaron, would you start us out here? Yeah, sure. I think I think that's another distinctive of Eden Chapel. Going back to knowing the good news before you accept the good or the bad news. Excuse me. Before you <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think one thing that does that does set us apart is we we long to be welcoming to people, but at the same time we have a certain view of man. Going back. So like you said, they everything kind of intertwining. Um, we are not about the elevation of man here whatsoever. Um, we understand, as Jonathan Edwards said, the only thing we bring to our salvation is the sin that made it necessary in the first place. And so what we would do, and, it's, and this has probably been the most difficult part of, of what people have to adjust to if you're going to be in Eden Chapel very long, is the fact that, you know, we don't paint ourselves is is the most amazing prize but instead of our great need for our great savior mm -hmm. and what we would say is um, as elders in our teaching and what we try to point forward is that when jesus went to the cross he was perfectly successful in his job mm -hmm. to come and to redeem his people not one droplet of his blood was wasted he came lived the sinless life that we could not live died the death that we deserve, mm -hmm. and rose to be seated on power on high with God the Father. Mm -hmm. Seated because he finished his work. He said it was done and he meant it. He came and he redeemed his people. And this is why we go out with power and with com uh, confidence in the message that we have. We understand that when God's people hear the gospel, that they will come to life. Mm -hmm. Because we understand that Jesus' job, Jesus' privilege of coming and being that sacrificial lamb uh, was fully successful in all that it entailed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think everything we do here uh, is focused on that. Like you said, we, we know that there is sin, and we know that's how it started, and, and we know that the issues that are going on, but everything we say and everything we sing and everything that we preach comes with the but God. Right, we say that a lot, right? <laughs> but God, it's a great and, yeah, and so yeah, that is, that's your tagline. Yeah. Uh, I got a big tattoo I, of it. No, I'm just I'll, kidding. I'll, I'm kidding, Bob. I don't. I'll tell you but, my uh, heart one day why I think that too. But, yeah, yeah that, you yeah. know, but God, that reconciliation is there, and I, and I think as a church, um, we do a really good job of of laying that out and saying this this is where we fall fallen short. We don't reach that line, and we're not going to reach that line. But there is reconciliation through Christ. Amen. Yeah. The Bible says, "When you heard the when you hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believe in Him, you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit." Amen. Like you, like the gospel of Jesus Christ is like I said, it's central. It's everything. And when people hear the word of truth, they come alive. Amen. Next up, we're going to talk about the church. Um, the church whose mission it is to preach the scriptures to all the world is the bride of Christ, bought by his blood. All of its endeavors are guided by multiple leadership and supported by the wise stewardship of God's people. Johnny, you want to start us out on the, on the church? Yeah, I've, the most important thing that I could say about the church is the church is God's plan A and there's no plan B. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus came to purchase his bride and God has planned it from eternity past that the bride of Christ would be how the message of the gospel gets to the world. And that's why through the through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, as Ephesians 3 says, Amen. would be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. I thought about that um, back in, in January to the youth. And I said, just think about that. God planned it. could have done it any other way that he wanted. But in his infinite wisdom, he said, I want to use the church to make the gospel that will bring every nation, tribe, and tongue into the throne room. I want to use the church to make it known. And so that's how the church on a global way functions, obviously, than we have locally. And it, as our beliefs state, it, it's laid out and it, it functions and it governs itself. We believe here at Eden Chapel in accountability to, to do what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. And we believe that the leaders that are placed here are necessary for holding that accountability and teaching the Word of God and encouraging and equipping our church here as a local body to fulfill the mission of the church globally. Yeah, and I think oftentimes um, a lot of people think of the church as the building that you go to, and we ignore the fact that the church is across the whole world. Yeah. There, there are people all over the world who are who are striving to do the same things that we're doing here at DC. And uh, you know, I think that it's important that we recognize that and count that a huge blessing. That, like you said, God chose that this avenue to be uh, his way of using his people. And, you know, focusing in on the church, uh, you said a couple of great words, accountability, responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that we do a great job here at EC of, of being accountable to one another and holding each other responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it goes all the way back to kind of how we started this thing and the people's ability to trust one another, to love one another, and to fellowship with one another. Aaron, you got anything you want to add there? No, no. I, yeah. I, I think you guys said it well. I think one thing that people are unfamiliar with that we're attempting to follow in with is uh, church discipline, which sounds like a horrible thing, um, but it's not. Like, we sincerely care about our people who God has given us the shepherd. We, we don't take lightly that we'll answer one day for the fact that we shepherd them. And so what we want to see is not only you, Bobby, Giuseppe, everyone who God brings our way is to lead them to a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, a more faithful walk with him. And so when we see each other and in a body that that practices this biblically, you know, doesn't mean that it always comes from Johnny or G, but it also comes from one another. You see one of your brothers or sisters who's who's not been in a while or who is struggling in sin or you see something that troubles you well we go to them we don't go to others we don't wrap it around the church before it ever gets to the person who needs help we directly go to them because we believe that this is an actual body christ is purchased with his blood not for us to talk about the parts where there's scabs but in fact to go in with the healing salve of the gospel and point people to truth so whenever we say church discipline we believe matthew 18 leads us in that but we go to the person. If they don't listen, we go with one of the elders. If they don't listen then, then we bring them before the church. And even if they don't listen then, we put them outside. We treat them as an unbeliever, is what the scripture says, in the hope that they would be redeemed. Um, we think about all this COVID pandemic and all that's happened and 
just our inability to even come for a few months. And we're just thinking that we didn't have Easter last year. And we're going to be able to meet together and celebrate the Lord's victory. And I think of, man, that time was terrible. Like, it was great that we were able to, to put a church out there online. But at the same time, it wasn't church. Yeah. And, and that's what the goal of church discipline is. When you push someone out from the fellowship and the blessings of this body, if they're truly regenerated, they will repent and seek to be back with their family. If not, then we treat them as an unbeliever, bringing the gospel to them, hoping and trusting that Jesus Christ will regenerate them by the power of his Holy Spirit. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Gary, anything to add there? Uh, um, I, the only thing I have to add is that whenever like, I read this in the Bible, I think about uh, just the whole church, you know, God's church, our, our brothers and sisters. The Apostle Paul was talking about Gentiles. And he said, and he came, Jesus came. And he preached peace to those who were far off and peace to those who were near. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with all the saints and members of the household of God. Like we are all, if we're brothers and sisters, we're all one underneath the Lord. That's the church. Mm -hmm. And that's a tough thing to, to kind of accept is that well the, ch the church is being mean to me or they're bullying me no that they care about you and they, mm -hmm. they want you to fix what's going on they want you to see they want you to repent and so i think a lot of times church discipline gets a bad rap because of that because they think well there's there's elders or there's pastors and they're i'm not a part of what they want to accomplish at the church and i think here at ec we, we want to put out the message that that's not what it is it's that we want you to repent we want you to see the error of the ways and be reconciled with Jesus. Am I right on that? Well, yeah. I, what we want to do is point people away from people worship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We will fail you. I probably have today twice and didn't even know it. You know what I mean? I'm going to fail you. Three, I know three times. Three times. Yeah. Uh, well, you need to forgive me. If I come back. You have kicked the, so. the table a couple yeah. times today, so uh, twice. <laughs> but but the thing is, we I hear that so many times, and I respect that. I understand that. I too have been hurt by the church. But the fact of the matter is, if is we are not here to point people to worship people. We're here to point them to worship Jesus. People will fail you, but where do you want failing people to go to? Kick them out on the street because they hurt you or come into the church where they hear the gospel and we'll point them to healing and to reconciliation. That's what we're, that's our goal. Not Amen. to, not to elevate ourselves, but to elevate Christ. Amen. Right. And. A pastor once said that repentance is beautiful because it finds God beautiful. And that's what we want people to find God beautiful. Amen. And, and you know, I think of Paul's words. He, he wants to present a, a perfect uh, chaste virgin to Christ. Hmm. We want a pure bride for Jesus when he returns. And that's why we, we want people to find Jesus so beautiful that, that we want to live holy for him because he's worth it. We'll move on to the, the last point here. So in the family, it says God has ordained the family as the foundational institution of human society. It's composed of persons related to one another by marriage, blood, or adoption. Marriage is the uniting of, and, and here it is again, one man and one woman in covenant commitment for a lifetime. It's God's unique gift to reveal the union between Christ and his church. This is a huge cultural controversy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's been a war on the family 
for a long time now. Mm-hmm. So when you, somebody just kick us off here, start us talking about um, EC and why they think that family is essential. Well, yeah, I mean, family means everything to us. Um, you know, I, I used to in the past remember, you know, you, you see big families and, you know, it's always the same joke. You say, say the husband or wife, don't you know what causes that? You know what I mean? You're going to stop that? And, and man, God has just broke me down all over that stereotype. Like, we welcome big families. We love families. Um, obviously, we have babies all the time here. We're, we're thanking God for the stewardship that he's given us. I thank, I thank God for people like Johnny and Kara who brought in Damien into their home. Um, and just the work that God has done, we, we believe in the family. We believe in the wise stewardship of the family because mm-hmm. we believe the family is good because it's designed by God. Mm-hmm. Um, unpopular opinion, but it's not a social construct. It's not just from societal, uh, you know, normalcy and, and what people have dictated over the years. It's the truth that's come from Scripture, given to us mm-hmm. by God. Um, we, we don't hate people who are anti-family or those who would, who would say just love is love no matter who it's between. We're actually, we believe that we're actually loving them by pointing them to the standard of God's word of what it actually means to be family and what love truly is. Amen. And so, yes, we, we want to be a place where from the smallest kids, like we have our workers back there who are absolutely amazing, praying over those babies. They're not just holding them, doing their time while they're in, you know, babysitting purgatory. They're actually using that, uh, if purgatory was real, you know what I mean. But they're back there and they're actually praying over our babies. And then the next next group up, they're all being catechized. They're going through questions. What is the church? Who is Jesus? What does it mean to be saved? Answers that I know adults uh, struggle with. And, but they're being taught, and that goes all the way up to our youth, which we do an amazing job with meeting them, pointing them to Scripture, leading them into what will equip them to face this wicked world that they're in. And so we want to equip moms and dads, single moms, single dads, those who maybe have never had children, to be able to pour back into those who do and to lead them into a deeper relationship with Jesus. So we're, we're very pro-family at Eating Chapel, and I praise God for the families he's given us. Absolutely. So I'm going to read the rest of this. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They're like arrows in the hands of a warrior. I think that analogy is just awesome. And it says, family is the primary place where children are just disciples to know and love Jesus Christ. And thus sent into the world mm-hmm. to make him known. Johnny, you want to kind of, kind of go with that? Children being the arrows. Yeah. That, that analogy is just awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, in Psalms, it talks about that. Blesses the man whose quiver is full of them. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to, I'm actually counseling a couple right now about to get married and and uh, I take them through reasons to get married and one of them is to procreate. We believe in God's command in Genesis 1 to multiply and fill the earth and we live in a world where I mean I've been it's been told to me I've, I've even had a thought you know I don't want to bring kids in this world this world's crazy mm-hmm. but we want to live knowing that we have hope and we have the hope that as we preach the gospel, light invades darkness and darkness doesn't overcome it. So Amen. we want to train our children. We want to, we, we want them to know catechism questions. We want them to know who is Jesus? What is the Bible? Who is, who is God? What is the church? We want them to know this. So when we shoot our arrow, wherever it lands, 
the gospel will penetrate there. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we believe in the family is because there's no greater way to disciple your children than, than loving them and worshiping with them in your home. And you can bring them to church and we're going to do all we can, but we get what, two, maybe three hours here every week. And you have a lifetime to pour into your child, to pour into your wife or your husband or wherever you find yourself, whatever role you are playing in your life, whether you are a man or a woman, you have the responsibility and the honor and privilege. If you're a husband to love your wife as Christ loved the church, if you're a father to sacrifice for your children, to provide for them, to point them to Jesus, if you're a wife, you get to submit and trust the leadership of your husband as the church submits to Christ. And, and you get to train your children to love and obey Jesus. And what an awesome opportunity to, when they grow up and when they feel like they might need to leave or go somewhere else, while it might be a sad day, you know that you're sending a missionary to wherever they may land. That's awesome. So I don't want to give too much away, but I do want to take this time to kind of lead into what we are heading towards. And so the next topic on our podcast is going to be about God's design for the family. And so um, we'll kind of pick up where we left off talking about the family and dig a little deeper into God's Word. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for being here um, and for doing this. And it, for those of you listening, thank you for doing that. I do want to close with an opportunity for us to kind of just interject or to give a last statement to kind of leave this and close this thing out. Aaron, you got anything you want to end us with? Yeah, well, my hope is, and I, I believe it's shared with all of us here, is, um, you know, hopefully you get an idea. Those of you who don't know, maybe you're new to our church or those who are going to be tuning into our podcast is, you get to know who we are, but at the same time, we pray that we will be able to help equip you in a real way to go and just be Christ in this world. Um, trusting, as Johnny said, that um, darkness flees when the light invades. And so our hope is just to go through topics that maybe don't always come up as we go through the scripture, but where we can specifically get into them and dig to them, into them all the truths that scripture has as much as we can, um, helping equip the saints again to go out and be the church God has called us to be. Johnny? Yeah, echo everything Pastor said. We just, we want to use this as an opportunity to build our lives upon the word of God as we try to do here every opportunity we get. And so we view this as a great uh, resource that we can have for for us and our people and hopefully whoever they want to share it with to know how how the word of God invades and helps us um, in every area of life. Gary? You know, just everything they just said um, I'm not, I just want to add uh, that you know I pray that everything that we do here is to God's glory mm -hmm. um, that he is um, first and foremost, and I know he will be, you know, first and foremost glorified in all things. And that is, you know, and that's, I'm speaking from that, that's our goal. Excellent. Well, just a quick recap of what we covered today. And again, like I said, these can be found on our website. Um, the Bible, Trinity, Jesus, Holy Spirit, mankind, reconciliation, the church and the family. Um, a lot of stuff covered. Uh, again, if you have any questions, 
uh, feel free to contact Aaron. He said he would answer every question correctly. <laughs> Again, thank you, Pastor Aaron, Pastor Johnny, Pastor Gary, for joining us today. And we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, and we will be doing these. Uh, if, for real, if you do have any uh, particular things uh, that you would like to hear us um, speak to, feel free to contact the church, and, and we'll try to work that in somewhere. And I, I hope and I pray that this has been a blessing to you as we uh, continue to do the Lord's work in a different avenue with the EC podcast. Johnny, you want to close us in prayer? Um, love to. And, and thank you again, gentlemen. Heavenly Father, we, we praise you for who you are. Thank you so much for sending your Son into this world while we were yet sinners sending him to die for us. And I thank you for this church. I pray that this time together would be fruitful and would help equip every person who has the opportunity to listen and engage with us. I pray that it would equip us to proclaim the gospel in word and deed to those around us. I pray that you would help us to put on the full armor that you have provided and that we would go and we would take this gospel knowing that even the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Jesus. We pray all these things in his wonderful name. Amen. Amen.